So here's the question. You want to start a business. Um, you think you've thought about it for a while. You are ready to go, but you are worried about the frustration. You're tired of seeing just the positive side of things from entrepreneurship uh, gurus and business owners, and you want to see the kind of the behind the scenes look. In this in this series of videos, this is what we'll be showing you. We'll be showing you the behind the scenes frustrations, successes, what we're getting stuck on, what we're working on, all those kind of things. My name is Jason Rivera, and this is Behind the Scenes of Value Investing Journey and Rivera Holdings. Hey, Jason here. Today I want to talk to you about some stuff that's been going on behind the scenes here at Value Investing Journey, Rivera Holdings, Alpha Capital Allocation. Um, this specifically is behind the scenes video for our one of our newest ventures, or our newest venture in terms of publicly announcing it alpha capital allocation so let me back up a little bit though before I talk about the company and what I what I'm going to talk about today so a student of mine in the value investing journey masterclass we were talking about capital allocation one day during our group training sessions with our other students and we were talking about capital allocation and he's based in the UAE specifically uh, Abu Dhabi and he said that people that he knows specifically need this service they need to know about capital allocation and stuff like that so we started this business and I've talked to several companies gotten their financial statements helped advise them on certain kind of first level things and went over there in March, talked to a couple companies some more in depth, and got back and got was contracted by one company to help them sell the business. When I went over there in March, I told them based on their currently available financials, based on the problems I saw at the company, that they were worth about three and a half million dollars. In a real world sense, I would pay, I would be comfortable paying three and a half, about three and a half million dollars for the company. So they were a little surprised about that. They thought it was actually a little bit higher. They thought the valuation was a little bit higher. And I said, because of these problems I see, um, I would value about three and a half million dollars. They thought it should be, I think, four, four and a half, five million dollars. Fair enough. I gave them some recommendations on how to improve their business. In the meantime, we were working on the contract for uh, or the contract for me helping advise their business on how to become more profitable, how to cut expenses, stuff like that, how to grow their business efficiently, um, how to grow the value of their business efficiently and well and to increase cash flow. So fast forward a couple months, they decide they want to sell the company. So I get their latest financials. I think it's June, July, I get their latest financials and they've already begun implementing some of the recommendations I told them about in March. Fantastic, right? Yes, it is. Because from March to, again, June or July, I can't remember the exact date. June or July, just after a couple tweaks to, again, and again, these are pretty relatively what I deem minor tweaks 
that I told them about, that I found and strategized and told them about, and told them uh, that if they implement these, these will have XYZ increases in your cash flow and operating profits. They increased their operating profits and free cash flow from about 225,000 dirhams, which is off the top of my head, it's about 90, 80, 90,000 US dollars to over a million, about 1.1 million dirhams, which is about $400,000, something like that, somewhere around there. Again, I'm, I'm not doing the calculations right now, I'm just going off the top of my head. Impressive, right? Yes, fantastic, great for them. Um, great for them, happy for them. And so they decide after doing this, they want me to help them sell the company. So, This increases in operating profits and free cash flow increase the value of the company. And during my initial meeting with them in March, I said this would happen. They began implementing some of these. It did happen. The increase in cash flow and profits increased the value of the company. So I valued the company about that time, about in, in its entirety. And, and again, there's still stuff to work on, of course, like there is in every company but still stuff to work on. I said a fair price is probably in the range of five to $6 million for the whole company. Just by increasing the value of operating profits and free cash flow by about four times. Okay, dad wants to retire, they wanna sell the company, he wants to travel more, fantastic. So they reach out again, because we help them to sell the company. So me and my team work to find vet and source potential buyers. We had a very early potential buyer that said they would be willing to buy around $6 million range, but they weren't sure at that time and they turned out to not be a very serious buyer, which you run into. So we sourced other buyers and vetted them. To this point, this is again October 3rd as of this recording. So they contracted us in June, July to sell the company officially. So since then we've gotten two legitimate offers in terms of legitimate as in, in writing, not just kind of a verbal thing. For one was for just under like 800,000 US dollars for the whole company, which I mean, it was pretty, we countered at that and we haven't heard back from them yet as of this recording, but that's, it's not, they're not gonna sell for that much. The company's worth far more than that. Plus, I forgot to tell you, in these meetings in March, we laid out legitimate projections based on four major fixes that would take them from about three and a half, four million dollar company to about $20 million company in the next, I think it was five, 10 years that we, I think it was five years. And these are all legitimate because, and these were after discounting my kind of higher end estimates by 75%, assuming let's say only 25% of stuff works. This is still, even if only 25% of these recommendations work, this is still will be your valuation in five or 10 years. And it was about 20, I think it was 20, $30 million valuation. And if you know anything about me, I'm a very conservative guy when it comes to evaluating things. So I, in my opinion, these are realistic goals. 
so to buy a company with that real world potential and for $800,000 is kind of nuts, in my opinion. The second offer was an even better one. It was for the equivalent of, well, at least based on my calculations, and I'll get to this, why I'm kind of clarifying this first, or in a bit. Based on my calculations, this they valued the entire company at about $6.2 million, and they wanted to buy just the portfolio, the client portfolio, for about $3.6 billion, or million dollars, sorry, not billion. <laughs> million dollars, 6.2 million and then 3.6 million. Awesome, right? I, I told them in March that I thought they were, the whole company was about three and a half million and now the whole company is being valued about 6.2, so fantastic. Awesome, valuation, main thing I'm worried about anytime I'm waiting for an offer is the valuation or the price. But, price of an acquisition isn't always the full story. It depends a lot on the terms as well. So the terms of this deal were they wanted to pay out the payment over eight years, which frankly never happens in real estate or business transactions like this. Never happens. You don't pay out over eight years. It just, it just frankly, it doesn't happen unless you get some kind of royalty, but this wasn't based on royalties. The second thing we had issue with was the terms of the payment structure, not just the years, but it was also how the payments were going to be made. It was based, the payments were going to be made based on a percentage of the portfolio. And the percentage of premiums, they're an insurance brokerage. So a percentage of premiums that they underwrite or that they um, have sales for. So that doesn't make sense on several reasons from our end. One is after we sell them the portfolio, we would still have to sell the brand name of the company because it's been around for 20 years. So it has some brand name, the licenses, all that stuff. So we'd still kind of be operating to a degree until we could sell those for another about $2.6 million. The owner of the company is 69 years old and he wants to retire. He wants to travel, he wants to hang out with his grandkids, he wants to do whatever he wants to do. So payments over eight years for a 69 year old guy who wants to travel and kind of get out of the business isn't gonna work, first of all. Secondly, the terms in terms of percentage of the portfolio, once we sell them to the portfolio, we lose complete control of the portfolio. So the way I explained it to them is, literally after we sell them, the portfolio, they can tell us whatever numbers that we want, that they want to. We don't have access to their insider books. Even if they gave us some audited financials, we don't know that they were properly audited. They could literally make those numbers whatever they want. So they could lower the amount or they could raise the amount, most likely lower it, just to pay us less money. So again, that kind of deal doesn't happen unless you're getting some kind of minimum guarantee like a royalty. So I told my sellers, I said, frankly, the structure of this deal as it stands makes me uncomfortable. Even though the valuation is correct, 
A, it's paid out over eight years, which doesn't happen, and the dad wants to retire, so it doesn't make sense on that and on a personal level either. Secondly, and the more important thing was the structure and that we lose complete control over knowing what the portfolio and the premiums really are. Again, they could tell us any number they want to pay us whatever, and based on the contract, it would have they would have paid us whatever percentage on over eight years on the percentage of premiums. So I, I told him I wasn't comfortable with this. Unless you absolutely want to sell under and you just want to kind of get out of everything, I don't recommend you take this deal. So I came up with some solutions for them and we countered at same valuation, 3.6 million with pay, equal payments of one about 1.2 million each year for three years. So the first payment would have been at closing second payment would have been on the first year anniversary and the third payment would have been on the uh, second year anniversary of the sale I thought that was a pretty fair deal I mean same valuation based on their numbers that was the same valuation just a slightly simplified or a greatly simplified payment structure still over three years they they still have time to pay the deal and he gets some money up front so he can retire and travel win-win for all situations involved they didn't like the deal. I got an email back saying that not only did they decline the counter offer, they withdrew their original offer because essentially that was their best offer. I said, thank you, I understand. Um, we just can't come to terms. I understand it's business, whatever. Have a great day, I, I wish you the best of luck, all that kind of stuff. But the reason I wanna tell you about this is because I am perfectly happy with the decision I made, telling them that this deal was not in their best interest, telling them both sides of the story, how this would probably negatively affect them over the time frame, over the eight years, and also over the payment terms. Even though this cost me and my partner a potential around $400,000 in fees we would have generated from this. I'm completely comfortable with that because if I would have told them to sell and they sold, they would have, it would have been a bad deal for them. I'm just, that makes me uncomfortable just even talking about it and thinking about telling them that just to, so I can make money. That's not how we do business. We work with people we can trust and we try to work out the best potential deal for all parties involved even again the other side we we try to work with the other side as well we don't try to get every single last dime we don't try to get every single last piece of negotiation or terms or whatever but it's important when you're negotiating a deal to know what you will and will not accept even if it comes to again turning down a deal for potentially upwards of 6.2 million in total for the whole company and potentially as much as $400,000 in fees for me and my partner. 100% confident when I got the email yesterday, I was nervous before I got the email from the other side just because I was anxious and I wanted to see what the, the response was, hoping to close the deal on um, our terms or some amended terms, but if they weren't willing to negotiate at all, there's no way we could come to an agreement that I would have been comfortable with. <coughs> Excuse me. 
And again, that comes at the expense of $400,000. That's a good chunk of change. Um, and six point, up to $6.2 million for my sellers. That's a very good chunk of change for them. So, especially since he's getting ready to retire. He can essentially, if he were to sell the company for a total of $6.2 million, he could travel and spend time with his grandkids and do whatever he wanted for the rest of his life. So, but you have to... You can't be willing to take any deal just to get a deal. You can't, or you're gonna get hammered. If we would have taken this deal at some point, and again, I trust it. I trust these guys have their best intentions forward. I'm not saying they're liars or anything. I'm not saying they would purposely deceive us. I'm not saying they would do any of that because I don't think they would, or I would have deal dealt with them in the first place. But I'm a huge believer in the power of incentives. They are disincentivized to say, if the portfolio rises by 10 or 15 or 20 percent they were disincentivized to tell us that because that would mean 10 15 20 percent less or higher payment to us um so make sure if you're working on any kind of deal that you're comfortable with the terms you don't do a deal just to do a deal um again even if in the short term that means losing out on money your reputation is more important than money even, and again, I'm not wealthy by any means at this point. I'm working towards that for my family, for my causes, all that. So $400,000 to me and my family right now is a lot of money. Pay off all of our bills. All of our bills. Including our house. Student loans for my wife. Everything. Cars, everything. So that's a good chunk of change for us. It would enough to change our life in the short term completely change our life in the short term but it would tarnish our reputation and what we're trying to build and how companies were trying to help in the future because if we told them to take this deal because they want to sell and it's the best deal we have at this point which is the truth but they would have gotten hammered at some point and then they would have they would not be happy with us and they would not trust us and they would not come back to business for us or refer other business to us. And again, that just personally, that makes me uncomfortable doing, <laughs> not looking out for other people's best interests um, when I can. Again, if, if you don't have the knowledge, then that's a different story. But if you, if you have the knowledge and the experience like I do and you still go through that, you're, in my opinion, a terrible person just if you're if you're gonna if you know people are gonna get ripped off but you still kind of do the deal um that's that's not how we do business so the reason i'm telling you all this today is for several reasons so first off you can use these value investing skills that you learn on value investing journey in a lot many arrays of business again I've been doing this for 12 plus years I've studied things like competitive advantages capital allocation other things along with this that have helped that help with a lot of this kind of stuff especially the capital allocation stuff but the basic valuation skills you learn in value investing journey and other places you can use to value businesses entire businesses you can use it to figure out the terms if the terms are proper or in your favor or kind of even you can use it to evaluate real estate you just need to learn new terminology uh, real estate investments is an ultra valuable skill set 
that I highly recommend people learn. The second is for the deal making part of things. Even though we've been sourcing a deal and working on a deal for four months now, five months, and this is by far the furthest we've gotten along and for the valuation we were looking for. As a value investor, valuation is almost everything. I, almost everything. In this case, the terms were so far in the other side's favor that it didn't matter what valuation they paid us. If they paid us a $20 million valuation for this company and they wanted to pay under their terms, which was essentially a low escrow amount at closing and then pay every year for eight years over that, I still would have recommend they not take it. Even though the valuation is at, would be at $20 million, way over what I think the company is worth. Um, it's just not worth it, in my opinion. Again, unless they were absolutely dire need of cash and they could and I could have negotiated to get more cash up front for them, that would be the only circumstance where I would have been even a little bit comfortable um, recommending this deal. And they are not in that area. They want to retire. He wants to get out and retire and do his other things, but he's not desperate either. So, so I hope you found value in this. Um, very interesting. Again, I my wife was upset because we could pay off bills and stuff with that money, and or not necessarily upset, but because after I explained to her, she understood that that deal didn't make sense. But at first, she was a little bit upset and just like I, there's no way the terms were so unfavorable. I would have felt like a horrible person telling them to do that deal. So it's just it's not worth it. Um, again, not only for me personally right now. It would have been terrible for them. It would have been terrible for me and my business partner's reputation over the long term. It would have been just horrible all the way around. The only people it would have been good for is the other company that would have that uh, would have bought the company. So we'll keep working, keep working to find another buyer, um, keep working to improve their financials, all that. So I'm completely at peace with with my decisions I made and how I handled this. And if you're going to be in this kind of arena, you need to have confidence in your abilities and your judgments. And you need to be, you need to be confident in your judgments and your abilities because if you are not, I have zero regrets about what happened yesterday. I would have handled nothing differently uh, because, again, there was no, no negotiating room on their end. So I would have done nothing different on my end. Um, I took care of my clients as best I possibly could. And, again, even turning out down a $6.2 million deal for them um, and a $400,000 plus or around a $400,000 commission and fees for me and my partner. 100% at ease with that decision and how I handled the process and if you are going to be in this arena, you need to be honorable as well. I, I think that's a fair word to use because there are a lot of dishonorable and shady people in the financial services arena. And many people would have just told them to sell so they could make their fee. That's not how we do things. That's not how I, I don't think people should do that way. That makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and again, I think about the long term. People that do that think about the short term. I'm thinking always about the long term. So um, that's how in the short term, 
it takes us longer to get going sometimes. Uh, but in the long term, it will pay off. I'm confident it will pay off in spades. And our reputation, again, it's not worth the reputation hit to do this kind of thing. So um, I'd love to hear your comments on this, your situations you've had like this that you'd like to share. Business deals, negotiations, real estate deals that the person just was not willing to negotiate and the terms were just not great. And you had to turn down the deal and you lost money or maybe you may made um, a deal that you probably shouldn't have and you like to share that I'd love to hear that too because I'm not I'm not making this video to say I did things perfectly I could have handled earlier parts of the negotiation better but I think I handled the the latter parts very well um, and I hope this brought you some value I hope you learned something from this and again I'd love to hear your comments on this below in the um, in the comment section below because this is a very important topic and thing I've been working on but kind of behind the scenes lately. And I wanted to share it with you. Again, I hope it brought you a ton of value. Love to hear your comments on it. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.